Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. So I just want to give a little recap of last week. Um, the Lord um, spoke to us about how, how we are positioned in him determines the position that we hold in the earth, how there are places that he wants to send us out to, um, territories, businesses, um, just in, in industries, marketplaces, where he wants his people to now have the influence. He wants us to be the ones that are making impact. Um, I believe, I know that the world has had too much influence and God is wanting to flip the script. So um, we talked about postures and approaching the promise and pro these postures we can, we even have to maintain in the promise. Um, and the first one was the posture of dying to our flesh. And the second one was the posture of being spiritually minded and talked about these two being at opposite ends. If we're not dying to our flesh, we're not being spiritually minded. In order to be spiritually minded, we have to die to our flesh. Um, we talked about how difficult these things can be, but by the power of the Holy Spirit and our continued yielding to him, um, we, can, we can have the mind of Christ in all the things that we approach, in all the things that we're postured in front of, we can have the mind of Christ. Tonight, I'm gonna talk about two more postures. And that is going to be the posture of humility and the posture of honor. And God, God has been dealing with me. And I'm even reminded of uh, Pastor Ryan's word. when He talked about the group one and the group two. Um, and even, you know, Danny, your comment, like there is grace for each group because <laughs> you can be in group two, but if you struggle with humility, like I do, it can knock you out of position. Um, and so walking in the spirit means demonstrating the fruit of the spirit. I know Minister Janetta gave word on the fruit of the spirit. And so I want to talk about humility because it is one of the fruit. And taking the posture of honor um, is about us honoring uh, the people that God places around us and um, people he places over us, those he places under us, and also honoring his word. So just redefining posture, posture being again that intentional and habitual assumed position. And another definition was how we deal with something, how we're considering it, how we are approaching it or our attitude towards it. And the last was our viewpoint or our point of view. I wanna go into defining humility. Humility is a modest or low view of one's own importance. A low view of one's own importance. <laughs> humble, I wanted to define humble as well. Having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Um, Romans 12, three says, for I say not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. And 
1 Corinthians 13, 4 speaks about love. Um, love is the first mentioned fruit of the spirit. And when we're walking in love, it says that it's not puffed up and it doesn't boast. So when we're being humble, we're not puffed up and we're not boasting. When we walk in humility, we are showing that we are not placing our own importance high or higher than others. Um, I want to go to Philippians 2, and I'm going to read starting from verse 3 from the New King James Version. And it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. And remember, we talked about last week, one of the works of the flesh was selfish ambition. Here it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Conceit, definition of conceit. Um, being full of conceit, excessively proud of oneself, vain egotistical, arrogant, full of self, self-centered, all up under the word conceit. He says, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Now, I'm going to just be very honest and say that this has been oh, very hard for me in times past, because God has been transforming me to esteem others better than myself, because I am one that operates at a high level of excellence in the things that God has gifted me in. And so when I have people around me that don't operate at the same level of excellence, it's very hard for me to esteem them. <laughs> Um, and so I don't know if anyone else struggles with that, but he says to do it, to esteem others better than himself. Verse four, let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And then verse five, it says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. My gosh. Okay, so we have to have the mind of Christ. Being spiritually minded and walking in the spirit. If we're having the mind of Christ, it means that we're taking the posture of humility, the posture of not having selfish ambition, not being conceited and full of self, but also not having the, the posture where we can't esteem others higher than ourselves. This is what it looks like to be like Christ. It means to look out not only for the interests of yourself, but also for the interests of others. And again, that has been a struggle as well for me especially when I'm in a work environment um, and I like to work a certain way. And I have always in the past, I will look out for myself and God checked me because my thing was, well, God, they don't work, but the level of excellence, why should I do for them what they would not do for me? 
my goodness. And the reality is that the level of excellence that I walk in, I only have by his grace. It's not even my, it's not because I was born and I made myself excellent. This is what something that God gave me. And I just believe that there are people on the screen and even those listening that we all have things that we are really good at, things that we're probably very excellent at. And we have the ability to see what an environment needs. But that ability to see that, it comes from the Holy Spirit because God is all knowing. We really don't know without his knowing, without him being on the inside of us. Um, I want to remind us that God is, he's placing us into these territories and these different places and spaces to be the impact makers. And our humility is going to be the difference maker because we have a lot of people who are in power right now, who hold power positions, who do not walk in humility. We have a lot of people that are oppressed by people who have power, man's power, but God is giving us his power, but to still be in humility, to still humble ourselves, to not think uh, bigger or, or, or that our importance is more than the next person. In Philippians 5, 8, it says again, Jesus, I want to start actually back in five. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant. So he became a servant. He is God. He is fully God, came in the, in the form of a man and became a servant and, and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man but humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the point of the cross. I wanna to go to Deuteronomy 8. Okay, I'm gonna read different verses from this chapter. I'm gonna start at verse one. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. So, again, I remember last week talking about how in the place of promise, there's God's presence, there's his provision. There's his purpose for us, and he's going to give us instructions. And God is telling the children of Israel here, before you guys, as you guys go into this place of promise, remember to observe carefully all that I've spoken to your fathers about. He says, every command which I've commanded you today, you must be careful to observe. We have to continue to observe the instructions that God gives us. Verse two, and you should remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So 
I'm thinking about the years that we've all been in the wilderness. And the Lord, I believe the Lord allowed us to go that route. He allowed the children of Israel to go that route. He said it to humble us. And I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> for me, the, the wilderness for me was a lot of stripping. And it allowed me to see that I am not, um, I'm not the one that can bring myself to the place of promise. And in many situations where I thought I was ready for what God wanted, he showed me in so many ways how I would have lost it because of my lack of humility. And so God took the children and I think he took all of us through the place of wilderness to humble us. I want to start now, go to verse five. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Therefore, you should keep the commandments of the Lord your God. I'm going to jump to verse 11. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full, now, I, so when we get to a place of promise, God is going to make sure we're full. We're going to be blessed. <laughs> we are going to be so blessed. He says, but do not forget lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water out of a rock for you, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know that he might humble you and that you might that he might test you to do good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and my might of my hand have gained you this wealth. So what I'm hearing in this word is that when we get to the place of promise, we can't forget what God has done for us. We didn't get ourselves there. And we have to remain humble as well. And we also, our, our humility is connected to our honor. And so I want to read scriptures that connect humility to honor. Proverbs 15, 33. The fear of the Lord is the wisdom, is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. I'm going to read that one more time. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. Now I'm going to go to Proverbs 18, 12. And before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. And before honor is humility. I'm going to read that again. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. And before honor is humility. 
Proverbs 22, 4. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. I'll read that again. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. And then Proverbs 29, 23. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. So when I read these scriptures, I see, I see this in two ways. Some scripture says, before honor is humility. I see that in two ways. So before we can retain honor, we have to have humility. But also before we can give honor, we have to have humility. Before we can retain it, we have to have humility. And even before we can give it, we have to have humility. When I think about retaining honor, God's gonna honor us honoring his word. In the promise, God is gonna honor us by honoring his word. But in order to retain honor, keep honor, we have to remain humble. Also, God is requiring us to give honor. And a lot of times, if we're not walking in humility, we can't give proper honor. It will be false humility. But if we stay in the posture of humility, really walking in the fruit of the spirit, walking in the spirit, we can then give honor. And God is calling us to first honor our leaders, people that God is placing over us, godly and ungodly. Everyone that God places us under are not Christians. They're not kingdom. They're not kingdom minded. They know nothing of God, but God still calls us to honor them. He calls us to obey their instructions. We don't have to like it. We don't have to agree with it. Well, we have to honor them. Why? Because again, God is sending us to be the solution. And we may be the only example of Christ that they get to see. And our honor for them, honor, well, there are, there's a benefit to honor. And what I have learned is when I am honoring leaders that are ungodly, there's favor that then gets placed upon my life. And so if we're able to honor people, God will honor us. Honoring our godly leaders. Honoring the word of the prophet. We're going to the merge this weekend. It's going to be a lot of word release, a lot that God is going to speak. Honoring that word. And remembering that the, the anointing on them because of our honor not just this weekend, but even moving forward, what's on them will drip down to us. God is wanting us to be a people who honor even people under us. Maybe some of us are gonna have our own businesses and we still have to be able to honor them. Those who are gonna be called to work for us honor them because what I've learned in, in taking my coaching classes with Apostle Kai 
that everybody has value. And there are a lot of people who work um, under people of power and the people of power take advantage of them. God is calling us to be different. This, our difference, again, our humility will be the difference. Honoring the instruction that God says to walk in the spirit, deny your flesh, stay in the posture of humility. That's the instruction so that then we can keep what God wants us to steward because the second that we think that we are better than what can knock us out. God is calling us to be servants. It takes humility to have a high position and serve somebody who does not. It takes, a, it takes humility, even when someone is wrong. I remember a couple of weeks ago, you guys were talking about apologizing. Listen, it takes humility to go and, and, and apologize for something you did not do. But if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do it, because we don't know what they're going through, what that might do, how that might give them an example of who Christ is, our humility will allow someone to see Jesus. Honoring God's word, honoring his instructions. There's benefit in honoring. I know we, I know this is, this, and this isn't just in this ministry, multiple, like the tithe. There's benefit in honoring, bringing your tithes and your offerings. There's benefit to honoring the instructions of God. The benefit is that the windows of heaven will be opened over your life. And there'll be a supernatural protection placed on your life, on your possessions, because you're honoring the word. We can honor his written word and even the word that he speaks audibly. And I want to give the definition for honor. Thank you, Lord. To honor, to have high respect or great esteem. That's what it means to honor someone to give them respect, to esteem them. And remember in Philippians 2, let's go back to that. Philippians 2, verse 3. But in lowliness of mind, right? Not thinking higher than we ought to think. Let each esteem others better than ourselves. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there is a component of honor connected to humility. Thank you, Lord. Jesus says in Matthew 25, 40, that what we do for the least of these, we've done it to Jesus. God has been really breaking me in this area of humility, like really bad, like really bad. Um, because I've been with the company for a very long time. I know more than the managers. The managers are new. And God is like, I need you to honor them. I need you to humble yourself. Sometimes humbling yourself means being quiet. Not always saying what you know or what you think you know or what you think that you have the answer to. And he's been also really shaping me in this place of honor. Because my, me being able to walk in humility, to not get over there, in the promise and then think that I've done this for myself. He says, listen to the children of Israel, I brought you all this way in the wilderness to humble you so that when you get over here, 
You're not thinking you did this. And they failed. They failed in it. And the thing is, is that when we're not walking in, in, we're not honoring, it's because we're not walking in humility. And if we're not walking in humility, we're walking in pride. And James says that God resists the proud. I'm like, Lord, he's not. So think about this. If we're not honoring a leader, ungodly or not godly or someone under us, when we're not honoring them, we're walking in pride. And it says that God is resisting the proud. He's not resisting them, though they may be wrong. He's resisting us. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want God to resist me. <laughs> Proverbs 16, 18, pride comes before destruction. Proverbs 15, 25, the Lord will destroy the house of the proud. He'll destroy the house of the proud. So if you're the head of your household and you're walking in pride, your house will be destroyed. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. So back to Proverbs, um, Philippians 2, 7 through 9. God made himself of no reputation. No reputation. He had no problem with humbling himself and coming down and put laying down his life. so that we can know who we are, so that we can have an encounter with him, so that we can meet him face to face. And God is calling us to do the same. He's calling us to do the same. Um, I just, I hold on to the words that Apostle Hicks spoke on one Saturday morning and he said, not this time. And so we have all of these positions, the position to run, position to see, position to stand. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for God's grace. And even that it's his appointed time that he has said, not this time. We're gonna get it this time. We're not gonna go over into promise and think that we did this ourselves. We're gonna be able to walk in humility with the man on the street. We're gonna walk in humility with each other. We're gonna walk in humility with our leaders. We're gonna walk in humility in our homes. A lot of us know how to be humble to our bosses, but we get prideful around people in our homes. And God says, not this time. So again, we have to remember to be intentional and habitual and walking in humility and honoring those around us. And God wants us to get it now so that it's something that we just do over there. Any questions, comments, or concerns?
Thank you for joining us for another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.